Hey everyone, this is Casey and all of us from Cheery Conversations wanted to say thank you for being a part of Cheery week after week. We have so many conversations in our vault that we know you have enjoyed and we have enjoyed. And so over the next few months, every other week, we're going to play one of our favorite conversations. And in between, you can listen to all of our conversations on the podcast, or you can watch them on our Cheery Conversations YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Cheery Conversations, where we all overcome uncertainties and juicy topics one conversation at a time. Each week, we are joined by author, speaker, and pastor Sunny Hennessy and a special guest. And this week, our guest is Caroline Klug. And Caroline is a gifted communicator whose speaking and writing are filled with encouragement, insight, and inspiration. And let me tell you, she's also super funny. She has some amazing one-liners, some fun words, get your notebook out. You might want to write them down. Um, but she is also so spirit-filled. We're really excited about this conversation we're going to have with her. Uh, this week's episode, we're talking about how you know when God is speaking to you, how you hear his voice, and how you know what he's calling you to do. So Caroline, that is a big question. A lot of people ask that, like, how do I know if it's God's voice that I'm hearing? How do I know what I'm called to do? So tell us how you started experiencing that and where it's brought you. Yeah, no pressure. Okay, so I'm not going to start with a, a hard question or anything. Right. Um, so this is an easy answer for me because the absolute first time I ever knew with certainty what I was hearing, I was sitting on my living room couch. I was in my 20s and I was probably doing nothing at all. And I just heard God say, I want you to write for me. And it was very clear. And when I say hear, I didn't hear it audibly. Um, it was, it, 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 it's hard to explain, but it's like a sentence that gets burned into your brain out of nowhere. It's really good. Yeah. And I just knew it wasn't of me and I couldn't dismiss it. And the, it's the intensity of it is just something different. You know, when you have a thought that comes into your own mind, Yeah. but there's a time when something comes in that you're going, I wasn't even thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's okay. And so now you are a speaker, you are an author, you yeah. also are um, you've started a business, Sunshine? Sunshine International. So you've yeah. got all these things. I've seen you on Facebook and Instagram. You've got a lot going on. So obviously, like, those are the things God's calling yeah. you to do. Um, what what specifically are all of those kind of endeavors? What are they speaking to people? Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up in corporate America, and I spent, like, 24 years there. And that's when God called me out of that and said, hey, I want you to come and do this full time for me. Um, I've written four books, and my heart is really, you know, I kind of say hurting women are my jam. And <laughs> I, I just, because I was one. Hmm. And, you know, I've got a, I've gone through a lot of things in my life, and I've been through two divorces. And, you know, there's a lot of, lot of yuck back there. And there are a lot of things that women particularly struggle with in the, the boat of shame. And, um, and I, I just feel called to bring some light to that. Mm -hmm. I bring some truth to that, uh, to say, you know, how is it that God sees you? And how is it that God not only sees your past circumstances, but how is he gonna use them, mm -hmm. you know, to be part of the kingdom? What I love about you is when you hear from God, you also have this wealth of experience and and knowledge because sometimes yeah. uh, people can say, well, I heard from God, but then they don't know how to filter that through or they maybe don't have the same life experiences to filter uh, that through because what hurt does is it allows us to to 
center and to also look to Jesus in hard times. So then when God's speaking to us in hard times, we know the difference between grief, anger, all of the emotions and God. So I, I feel like I have experienced the same thing where you go through a lot and then later you absolutely know the voice of God and it and what the voice of God feels like is peace it feels like calm it feels like rest in the storm mm-hmm. whereas other voices can bring anxiety and can bring unrest because you're right I've I've never heard an audible man's voice but there have been times that it was like and this is God saying da 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 <laughs> like and that's in my head and I'm like he just said and this is me saying you But in other times, like you said, it's a drop in the mind and it's this thing that's planted in your brain that Mm -hmm. that's almost like on repeat. (laughs) And then and then what I love is that God will bring people in your life to confirm that message. So I want you to talk about that because specifically you and I run things by each other because, uh, you know, we we live a similar life in that we feel called to get a message of Jesus out, yes. to give a biblical, theologically grounded message. In fact, you're going through right now the seven churches in Revelation yeah. and you're doing video teachings on that. And I did that in April, the yes. book of Revelation. Yeah. So when God is speaking something to you, you've come to me and said, OK, this is what I'm hearing. And then I've gone, oh, my word, like. That's what I was hearing and it lines up. And your husband also loves Jesus and confirms things. That's important that who we're going to is following Jesus as well. And is solid in Jesus, isn't kind of flighty and, you know, running towards emotion rather Mm -hmm. than, no, is this really the voice of God? So you've been, we've been running things past each other. Let's talk about in this time where we're in a pandemic that I thought we'd be out of by now. And I think the reality is uh, we're not going to be out of it anytime soon. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think there's a lot of people who have a lot of ideas about what's truth, what's blown out of proportion, regardless of what's happening on the media and politics and all that. Let's talk about just on the spiritual side of it. What do you feel God is speaking to you? Because I'm pretty sure I know, (laughs) and we've talked about it and it's what I'm feeling as well. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know, this might sound strange, but in a warped kind of way, I'm really excited about what's going on. Mm. Um, Not because of the difficulties and the challenges that come with those things, but because I see it as a huge opportunity for what God is trying to do in the church. And, you know, even when the pandemic first broke out and churches and businesses and all that had to start closing, you know, what hit my spirit really hard was God was saying, this is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I am, you know, telling the churches to get beyond those four walls so they can reach people that they never would have been able to reach, butts and chairs, right? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that we can look at it as, oh, this is different and it feels uncomfortable. Or we can look at it as, what is God doing here? Mm. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we all know Romans eight twenty eight says God can use all things for the good. Mm-hmm. And this is no exception. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he doesn't make bad things happen, but he can certainly use whatever happens to usher in change. And, and I guess the word in my spirit that I always hear is shift. Like God's mm. ushering in a shift. Mm. And he is looking for his people to rise up to that, mm-hmm. rise up to the call and answer that call mm-hmm. and start moving in a direction that, you know, we may not always understand right at first, but he sure does. Yeah. It's interesting because you say you're a bit excited. I felt expectant. Mm. And I remember the first couple weeks, 
of the pandemic. So that would have been March, April. I remember feeling this urgency that let's make the most of this because if this all goes away in two weeks, I don't want it to be wasted. Yeah. I want to use the opportunity. Yeah. So it's interesting, you got opportunity. Now, yeah. six months later, I'm not so worried that it's not gonna go away or that it's gonna go away too quick. I'm more like, it can't be for nothing. Right. When it comes to salvations, when it comes to people really getting their house in order. Yeah. What would you say, to, because you've been in church and a Christian for years, yeah. right? Yeah, 20 some years. Okay, yeah. so as a Christian, as someone who went to a church mm -hmm. for all those years, what would you just say to someone who's like, but the church, like the church needs to get back to how it was. We need to stand up for our freedom. What would you say to that person? I think freedom is busting beyond the four walls. I mm. think church is not a building, mm. you know, and, and I'm sure we've all in some respect heard that statement, but church is the people, it's the hearts that are aligned. Um, it's the Christian community. Mm. So I would say, how are we being fed? I mean, I don't think it's going to be uncommon for someone to who lives in Tennessee to say, I go to Life Church in Green Bay. You know, think about the possibilities mm -hmm. there. These are people that would never have had exposure to the different churches around the world. And now there are doors opening up for mm -hmm. people to get fed in, in beautiful ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it would be it would be a lost opportunity for us to not embrace what God is trying to do with all of this and, you know, not be so close-minded. You know, those, um, what just came to my mind is, you know, those um, apps where you can buy something online and then you can hold it up and you can see what it would look like in your own room. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like sometimes we hold things up to our, our the only filter we know, the only mm. room we know, mm. you know, and, and we see how it fits in there. Mm. And God's going, I want to put it in a completely different room. Mm. Yeah. That's and, really good. You know, so yeah. that's, that's just sort of the feel I get with this. That's so great. And the, that kind of gave me goosebumps because I want to put it in a different room. I pictured, <laughs> I used to sit with my kids on the front row yes. and like, oh, this is the ultimate. There's their dad preaching and here's my kids. And, you know, there were times I'd have to elbow one, but most of the time they were very mm -hmm. alert and, and engaged, but rarely were they raising their hands in worship. And I really wanted that for them. And I remember yes. just going, but man, I couldn't have it any better. Yeah. And now when I think about putting that, mm -hmm. what is Jesus and what is hearing, about him and from him. And I put that in my living room. I put it in my room. Now our son has opened up, our daughter has talked. And I'm like, actually, this is the best thing we've had to this point. Um, now I'm grateful for our, our kids pastor when we lived in San Diego was Pastor Dallas. And I, I love that they had that. And now kids still have Pastor Dallas and he's online, but like, taking on the responsibility as a parent for this expectation of, oh guys, I talk, I asked my daughter about, I said, well, the rapture, she goes, what's the rapture? I went, oh my Lord, like, I, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I forget we're not raising our kids in a church like I was raised in, in a Bible yeah. college where it was like every, every time you heard a message, it was turn or burn and you don't know when yeah. God's coming back and you could be driving in a car and getting a wreck and are you going to heaven or hell? Like that was yeah. just yeah. constant. And I forget that that's not what we've been living in. And maybe that's some of the urgency and God's yeah. like, everybody's gotten lax on this. Yeah. Like live for, they're living for today and partying it up and there's no consequence. And maybe he's like, no, there's a consequence. Yeah. Yeah. So when I said the rapture and Aubrey said, what's the rap? I'm like, 
Oh my gosh. One, I felt like a failure as a parent, then as a pastor. And so I talked about it and I thought, where have we missed the boat? So let's talk about that, the rapture. Okay. Let's talk about the end times, the last days, because that urgency, you're feeling that expectation I'm feeling. I feel like we're not conspiracy theorists to be like, uh, these things are lining up and they're a little freaky, but yet I'm excited about it. Well, we have a whole book from God that tells us about it, but Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think every, every generation has thought, oh, we're living in the end times. Right. But Mm -hmm. what I would say is we should have that mindset. We should be living with a revelation mindset all the time because God's word tells us that he'll come like a thief in the night, but no man knows the hour or the Mm -hmm. date. And so who are we to say that, no, it's not today, or no, it's not a hundred years from now. We don't know. Right. So we always need to be living with the mindset of get our house in order and get our hearts in order. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, that's just the simple truth. Yeah. I know you had questions I, for her and I'm well, just taken no, over. No, I love it. I, I actually, you said in. something that I've heard both of you say a couple times. And so I want to make sure that listeners and viewers know what this means, but you just said it, get your house in mm. order. What is, what do you mean by that? What does that mean? And what does it mean? Maybe it's different for other people, but what does that mean to you guys when you say get your house in order? I think for me, you know, Sunny had referenced before that I was doing some teaching on the seven letters to the seven churches. And I think about some of the content in there where they talk about some of the cities that struggled with everything from idolatry and sexual sin to um, just riding the line from a society perspective. It, you know, to me, it's a very broad statement that encompasses a lot of things. And let's get real practical. What are you watching on Netflix? You know, what kind of music are you listening to? What relationships do you have and what kind of conversations are you engaging in and entertaining in your life? Um, All those things absolutely feed into, you know, how you're preparing your heart as well. Mm -hmm. But it's really, you know, your house. What's your relationship with your spouse look like? Are you putting them first? You know, obviously God's first, but Mm -hmm. you know, are then you putting them first next? Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different things that Mm -hmm. come into play in that. Love it. That's so good. For me, the house in order, I mean, let's face it, we're in the business of church and pastoring. Mm -hmm. Like if, if we're selling a product, it's Jesus. If the location we're selling the product is somewhere, it's in the church building. So to hear, get your house in order, I think a year ago, we'd be like, yes. And when we'd hear the church, it was like, we should have a prayer meeting and get people like, we should have a worship night. And oh my gosh, it's 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we had a ton of people involved, but we'd be like, we have to open up the church at noon, which I love, but just the sprinkling, the handful of people who would actually come versus how many were doing it, it showed that people were fasting and praying, but they didn't have to be in the building. But to us, we're like, okay, to get your house in order, to have the church be what the church should be. We pulled them to our storefront. We pulled them to our building to give them the product. And now when I hear get your house in order, I go, Sean and Sonny, like we, you've got to press into Jesus for yourself, for your kids. And because here's the thing, if church goes away for good, like, Here's the thing, I, and we've not said this publicly, so Sherry Conversations is where we'll say this, <laughs> but what if the church has to be underground? And I don't mean like in bunkers, yeah. but I mean, they're absolutely, they at this point, we're required to wear masks mm-hmm. nationwide. Mm-hmm. I never thought that. I mean, even when they were voting on it for our county and, and Green Bay, I'm like, De Pere won't pass that. Sure enough, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And now people aren't like, it's a mandate. They're like, it's law. It's not, but right. people, and you have to come into, if you come in this business, you have to have a mask 
no questions asked. So it, there was this like, well, there's an asterisk of if you have a medical or a, a psychological thing. And I was like, okay, I feel claustrophobic. I want to claim that. <laughs> I've never done it because they're pretty clear. It's kind of like no shirt, no shoes, no service. Now it's no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. And it's like, it, it is not an, uh, an ask. Sure. It's a tell. So why would that not be turned up a notch when flu season now is here too? Sure. Influenza and another pandemic they right. expect is right. coming. Now we already were locked down in our home. Did you know in, I think it's Australia or New Zealand, you get one hour out of your house Australia. a day. Australia. Yeah. You get, wow. And yeah. the, the death rate is so low. In New yeah. Zealand, like 300 people have died in the whole country the whole time. And they've spent $360 billion. That's over, that's over a billion dollars per death to shut it down to, yes. for all of the stimulus and all of the cleaning and the new practices. It's costing that government over a billion dollars per death of the whole country. That many have died, which I guess they said more than that have died in car accidents in a year. But there but it's just one of those things that now they get to in australia the neighboring country they're getting out of their house for an hour a day and you have to stay within a certain distance from your home yeah yeah why would we think that it's not coming for the church this right. is beyond government and politics this is satan trying oh, to yeah. not just take out the church take out people Absolutely. we think taking out the church is what satan's gonna be the most excited he just needs to take us out individually oh, because he yeah. hates us that bad. Absolutely. And I always say that that Satan's army is made up of serial killers and one of his <laughs> most prolific killers is fear. Mm, so oh, true. So good. Yeah. That's absolutely. So good. And so, you know, he's using all of this mm -hmm. to grip people with fear. And, you know, one of the messages that I've been trying to put out there with people is that yes, there are scary things that we see out there on the horizon, but you do not need to be afraid. Yes. As a Christ yes. follower, yes. Yeah. we know the victory is already on our side. Yeah. You know, there God told us, or Jesus told us there would be troubles in this world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we know that we have the victory in Jesus and yeah. that as Christians is where we should solidly sit. Yeah. And to unpack what you said, mm -hmm. we've he's overcome the world. Mm -hmm. I think it's not a the world and us. Yeah. But it is. Mm -hmm. So like there's the difference. Like we're we're to go into the world but not be of the world. Yeah. And in the past, you know, there's the churches that are like, you know, people think are cultish because they're like just us people and they all stink and those, yeah. you know, that denomination's going to hell and that's going to hell right. and everybody else. Right. And it can be like very us against the world in a weird way. Yeah. But then there's been churches that are like, oh no, mix it up. Which of course, Life Church, I love that we reach the world. No yeah. one, no one questions am I welcome there? Or they come and they go, oh, I feel welcome. Or they watch now and they go, oh, I could, you yeah. know, that didn't feel like yeah. hate. That felt like knowledge and yes. wisdom and peace. Peace is and and the message, it's changed a bit to like we're like in it right now, but there's still this peace that comes from the word, from the messages. So uh there is this like, okay, mix it up. Great. Yeah. But what you just said I think is key that the world, Jesus overcame it. Mm -hmm. The Christians, we were built and made for this to lean into Jesus. Yes. What we have to do is look at the world and all that's going on, and we have to rise above that and realize, if anything, I pity the confusion and the chaos that they're living in. I pity the politics that they're wrapped up in. I'm not gonna get more angry at the world, they're lost. Yes. But I am set apart, I am to 
live in this faith that surpasses, the peace that surpasses understanding. And so that's the difference. And I think Jesus is asking us to do that, to come to a reckoning individually and then look at that and go, oh my gosh, it's so much more than Fauci. And it's so much more than protests. Like Satan, I told Sean this week, I said, I feel like Satan is in an armchair, leaned back going. Popcorn. Exactly. Yeah. Watching and going, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Just like probably during the Holocaust. Yeah. He was like, this is glorious. Yeah. But you know, he felt that way too when he watched Jesus die on a cross. Yeah. And what happened? And mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, th- this is the reality so of the situation, that the victory is there. And, and I guess, you know, I would even go full circle back to the beginning of our conversation and say, if you're feeling fear about some of this stuff, you know, I would encourage people get in the word and spend time with Jesus. You know, yes. people ask all the time, how do you know it's God's voice that you're hearing? And how do I know that's the the path I can follow? Well, you know, one of the stories I like to tell just real quick is um, when my daughter was born, you know, she was crying and crying and the, the nurses took her away and they, they were, you know, tending to her and checking her out and she was just wailing. And so I started talking to her and I just started, I called her name and I started telling her everything was gonna be okay. And then she immediately stopped crying and mm. she turned her little newborn head mm. and she looked in my direction and all the nurses swooned and they're like, mm. oh, she knows your voice. Mm. You know, my baby had been intimately familiar with my voice, had mm. been listening to it and the patterns of it for nine months. And so when I spoke, she heard me, she mm. knew it was me. And, and I try to encourage people, when you spend time in the Word, when you spend time with Jesus and you read and meditate on it, you get to know His voice above any others. And so when He speaks, you recognize it. It's familiar to you. So if you are afraid, if you're feeling uncertain about whether something's good or bad, that's the time to to lean in. Like you said, press into Jesus, spend some time with Him and start listening for His voice because, you know, He's going to cut through all the the filters, the, you know, which room you want to put the furniture in and He may show you a totally different room to put it in. And if you're willing to bend out of your comfort zone a little bit and listen to that, it's amazing what He's going to open up for you. Mm -hmm. That's Yeah. I mean, God's Word never returns void. That's so good. Um, When you were talking about Satan using this to bring fear. God's also using this in his power to get our attention Mm -hmm. for whatever it is. Uh, Someone asked me about that. Like, so what do you, what do you think about all the, you know, raptures talk and whatever? And I, I just said, well, I know God's using this to get our attention. So I better be focused on him. Yeah. I don't know what's to come, Mm -hmm. but I do know God has control. Mm, So that, that was a really good, um, so talking about, you know, God's voice and hearing God's voice. And um, a lot of times we have to be still and quiet ourselves, be in his word. Have, I mean, are you both hearing God's voice very clearly, very more frequently now? Um, I, I say yes, a yeah. definitive yes. I mean, I, I, I think it's been, and I hate to use this term because I feel like people are sick of it, but we are living in unprecedented times, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, we kind of are. And I have, one of the things that I've just been pressing in, and I feel like the more I tune in, the more he's speaking. I mean, he's just speaking so much and so clearly. Mm-hmm. He wants his people to be prepared for whatever's coming. And, you know, whether that's the end times or, or something else that, that's coming in, he's there for us. Mm-hmm. And he speaks to everybody. I know people might say, well, God doesn't talk to me. 
He sure does. He does. It's yeah. just a matter of, of getting to know his voice and tuning in to that frequency. Mm -hmm. That's Whenever we can't hear God's voice, it's typically, he never left. It's typically <laughs> us. Mm -hmm. yeah. So during this time, I feel like I'm hearing his voice more, but I have very few things clouding it mm. because my focus is so strong on God. Yeah. I don't know what to do. You know, I think everyone's there. And if we just would ask him the question versus try to find answers elsewhere, then yes, it, he never went anywhere. We just need to listen for it. The other thing I was gonna say about his voice and people saying, I don't hear it. I heard this statistic and it was uh, some, I don't know, the Southeastern, they said the organization that did it, said that of Bible-believing Christians who attended church pre-pandemic, just who attended church, one third are still engaged in church, meaning, online or if their church opened back up with yeah. limited capacity. Like in California, they have to meet outside. Um, so one third are still engaged, period. One third are angry about how their church isn't back to how it was. So they're they're angry and mad so that they don't wouldn't consider them engaged. And then one third, it's off the radar. Wow. Now that's, that's of just Christians who went to church already. Right. So think of all those who were lost. Fewer and fewer and fewer people that says to me are willing to look to God during this time. And I had this revelation, I don't know, it's been over a year now that, and I was reading about King David, who's my favorite in the Old Testament and maybe the whole Bible other than Jesus. And it talked about his heart. And I thought David had a soft heart and that's what Jesus saw, even though he screwed up over and over and over mm -hmm. again, he had a soft heart. And then you think of other people in the Bible, like Pharaoh who had a hard heart. And because he had a hard heart, the discipline or the ramifications of a hard heart is that God hardened his heart further. Yes. Yeah. So then I started to think, okay, then there's two kinds of people. Those with a soft heart or are willing to have a soft heart. Those with a hard heart, they're, they're, uh, discipline will be a harder heart, hard, soft, period. Yeah, that's good. That tells me of the Christians, mm -hmm. one third have a soft heart. What? Like that gives me goosebumps because that is terrible. Yeah. And so then I wonder if we as pastors and the church and people who do ministry like you, if we even right now are asking ourselves, did we really do enough before? Were, were we really successful before? Yeah. When, when one third of our audience is now still an audience. Yeah. That is, that's when we have to realize this has never been about what we can do for people, what we can write for people and speak for people. It always just comes back to the Bible. It comes back to in the reckoning of your heart, will you have a hard heart or a soft heart? Yes. Hard or soft, there's your choice. And some during this, they're getting harder. Mm -hmm. That's Christians and non-Christians. Mm -hmm. You can see them getting harder and worse. Sure. And then there's some, and unfortunately it looks like fewer, who have a soft heart, they're also gonna be less vocal in their ranting. Yeah. Uh, this has made me love Jesus more and have a softer heart. I know it has for you. And I think that to answer the question, the big question that we talked about today is, are you hearing God's voice? Are you hearing it more? The softer my heart, the more I hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know, I think this time that we're going through right now is, I think a lot of people are being stirred. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, and they may not understand it. They they feel, you know, I, I, I would say, don't ignore that fish out of water feeling. Mm -hmm. Don't ignore that I was made for more. It is not a selfish thought because yeah. everybody was made for more, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so if you're feeling those stirrings in your stomach, God may be calling you to something. Yeah. And 
It may not even be a giant ministry or, you know, and, and that was something I was so excited about because I was praying this morning about this conversation and I, God gave me a nugget. And, and I know that he gave me that nugget for somebody that's mm-hmm. going to be watching this episode. So it could be you. And what I would, what I would say to that person's heart is I, there, there are people out there who have been feeling stirred, but they don't know what to do with it because they think being called means it's a big move, means mm-hmm. it's, I've got to change my job or move to Rwanda and, and live in a tent and feed mm-hmm. babies. You know, I, Sometimes when God's calling you, it's not for a move, it's a moment. Mm-hmm. And there are mm-hmm. opportunities for so many moments right now for people to stand up and answer that call and to put Jesus first, to tell, maybe maybe your big moment is telling your neighbor about Jesus. Yes. Yes. Maybe yeah. your big moment is walking across to another office and having lunch with someone and listening to them as they tell you about some of the troubles and telling them how Jesus made a difference in your troubles. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be something that's big and monumental. And mm. so just, so you know, good. so many good opportunities are out there right now because people need truth, they need joy, they need peace, mm-hmm. they need hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can focus on all the stuff going on in the social media right now that is enough to depress anybody. But what are we doing to shine the light and to bring something different to that landscape? Yeah, yeah. that's so good. That's so good. I mean, that's a, that's really what it is, right? Our calling is to bring Jesus to people. Yes. Each one of us, not mm-hmm. the church, yep. mm-hmm. you know, not a building, um, not even an amazing online program. Right. It's each one of us. We've yes. been called. Thank, thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for sharing yes. so many yeah. awesome stories. Um, I know people are watching and had questions about hearing God's voice. What does that mean? What does that sound like? And um, you, bo- you both actually have a lot of resources to share if people still have questions. And so we're going to have how you can connect with Caroline and Sunny and we'll have that in the handle on the screen so you can be sure to check that out get more information on the topics that we've been talking about today and uh, we're just so glad you're able to be here with us thank you so much this was so much fun I was mm-hmm. looking forward to it <laughs> I was I've been waiting for this with Caroline so if you would like to connect with me directly or if you want to learn more and I can get you in touch with Caroline you can go to sunnyhennessy.com and just right away you can see how you can connect with me directly. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next week at the same time for another cheery conversation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to sunnyhennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.